0: Hey folks, Jeff Salzman here, and welcome to The Daily Evolver and to another episode of This Week in the News, where I'm joined by Encore Delight, host of the delightful 10,000 Heroes podcast, who seeks an integral perspective on issues in the news that have caught his eye. So, good morning, Encore. Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing my best. Yeah, good to be with you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. So, so what do you have for me today? So I don't have a news article today, but I do have a national holiday. Yeah. And I thought that would be an appropriate thing to get into. July 4th, Happy Independence Day. Yeah. And I I just want to read a letter. Okay. That really touched me when I first was exposed to it, which was in college. And then just see kind of see where that where that leads us. And it's maybe this is almost like a Integral Perspective Mystery Hour, where yeah. I'm going to read this letter and then just see kind of what different perspectives do you think this would have awakened mm. in, the, in the listener or in our, in our society. Mm. Okay. Please. So, here we go. And this is a letter written by a gentleman named Ho Chi Minh, and he wrote this to U.S. President Truman early in 1946. And so he starts out, all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. He's quoting, of course, this immortal statement was made in the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America in 1776. In a broader sense, this means all the peoples on the earth are equal from birth. All the peoples have a right to live, to be happy, and free. And then he quotes from the French Revolution. Declaration of the French Revolution made in 1791 on the rights of man and citizen also states, all men are born free and with equal rights and must always remain free and have equal rights. And then he says, those are undeniable truths. Nevertheless, for more than 80 years, the French imperialists, abusing the standard of liberty, equality, and fraternity, have violated our fatherland and oppressed our fellow citizens. He's talking about Vietnam, where he's from. And they have acted contrary to the ideals of humanity and justice. And then he just talks about all, he's just basically a litany of complaints about imperialism. You know, they enforced inhuman laws. They set up distinct political regimes to wreck order. They've built more prisons and schools. They've ripped us off. They've drowned uprisings and rivers of blood. You know, just standard complaining about imperialism stuff, which anybody would. And then he says, and I'm, you know, paraphrasing a lot. Omitting the middle of the letter, but and then the end is for this reason, on behalf of my people and government, I respectfully request you to interfere for an immediate solution of the Vietnamese issue. Nineteen forty-six, the people of Vietnam earnestly hope that the great American Republic would help us to conquer full independence and support us in our reconstruction work. Thus, with the assistance of China and the United States, both in capital and technique, our Vietnam Republic will be able to bring her share in the building up of world peace and world prosperity.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I got one for you. Yeah. (laughs) The guy who wrote that originally bought and sold human beings. You know, Thomas Jefferson, that, you know, if we all men are created equal, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Yeah, so, um, I, I, you know, I'll make a stab at, at, you know, an integral view of that, an evolutionary view. And that is that uh, humanity evolves in a, um, in fits and starts and unevenly. So in a way, it's like hypocrisy is the stage and the path. How in the world could somebody who literally bought and sold human beings was a slave owner? Thomas Jefferson write the words the words that all men are created equal and alien born with un- inalienable rights. It's mind boggling how that could happen, uh, but yet it did. And a- and actually, when he wrote it, it was sort of new in in the noosphere. It was new in all of words and time and thought in the way that he did it. You know, the Greeks had some thoughts on it and so forth. They also owned slaves. Um, They, you know, were vicious work bunkers. I mean, I'm telling you, Encore, it ain't pretty. But this is what happened. So, uh, So, you know, what we have with July 4th is a holiday that, in the current evolution of our culture is a touch point for th- this crazy fucking contradiction. Uh, not even a contradiction. It's just th- the way of things, the way people and, and cultures grow. And we have, just to put it very simply, we have the gratitude story of America, which is the typical story of J- July 4th and this great country and free and brave and all of that good stuff. Uh, it, it, absolutely true, incredible story, but not the only story <laughs> we thought it was the only story we were taught. I was taught that it was the only story sort of, you know, but then there's the grievance story. So the the, 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 grievance story is the one that Ho Chi Minh just told about what America has done to, you know, in all kinds of ways. And that's just scratching the surface.
1: Well, okay. Hold on. I want to, I, I mean, I think there's, there's definitely truth to that in how this story played out. Yeah. How the role of America played out in Vietnam. But what I what I love about this and kind of another, another story that I would like people to bring into the fold is that Ho Chi Minh saw the U.S. as the first successful decolonized nation. Like we won this war of independence against the colonial oppressor. Mm-hmm. But he saw us as the underdog. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, these guys did it. They yeah. threw off those evil British imperialists, yeah. and I don't, I don't think there is irony in this in this letter. Yeah, I, I think he's like, oh, yeah. we need help throwing yeah. off these French imperialists. Who are we going to go to? Yeah. We're going to go to the people that did it, yeah. and now they have got the guns, and they can help us. And so I, I don't see this yeah. as a diss. I see it as like, a, like this incredible poignant moment of betrayal, where yeah. he was like, he was like, wait, Big Brother's not on my side.
0: That, yeah. that's, that's what I, I love know. about this. It's that like- is a terrific, uh, I, I, I think, correct interpretation. Because we're talking 1950. Uh, we're talking, you know, World War II is just, you know, getting so settled down. Uh, this is Harry Truman. And uh, yeah, and we want a colonial power in that sense of certainly the way France and the Europeans did it. Yeah, but yeah. He was un- ironically saying, "You know, you're the guys. Come and save us from the yeah. French. Help, yeah. a, help a brother out." Yeah.
1: And and not only did we not do that, but then we, yeah. you know, how, yeah. how the story went. But yeah. I just, um, I just yeah. love that. I'm and so many you know, telling
0: there, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it helps me see July Fourth because, like, you know, all the flag waving. It's not my personal culture. I associate, I you know, I associate the U.S. flag, and this is messed up. And I'm, I've undone this in years, but I'd say until five years ago, I associate it with racism and white supremacy. Yeah. And that's just like, yeah. that's just lame because it's a flag and nobody, nobody owns that. Like I was born here. You know, it's just like, why do I have to have that story? So i I've, you know, I've gotten out of that story, but yeah. like, I really like, I want to identify it, the U S flag as the flag of decolonization. And we we're the first nation to decolonize in the modern era. Yeah. And we inspired Haiti and we inspired all these nations in Latin America. And we inspired Ho Chi Minh. Yeah. And to like really take our rightful place in the architecture of decolonization and be like, yeah, that's what the right. Friday came.
0: Yeah. No, lovely. Lovely, <laughs> Encore. I love it. I'm actually sitting here, you know, vibing on it. Uh, you know, it's it, you know. One one of the things I love about integral thinking is, in some ways, at least you know, one of the ways I think of thinking about it is that the world in the, the you know culture it, it's a it's sort of an infinite field. There's just so much that has happened. There's so much that is happening. It's hard to see the you know sort of bigger currents. And there's lots of ways that we can connect dots to tell the story of what's happened and why we're here. We can connect these dots, makes perfect sense. A lot of people just stick with the dots they've connected. Mm -hmm. There's these dots, there's these dots. You had the grievance story, you know, with the racism, white supremacy. That's what you felt when you saw the flag. I felt pride and, you know, when I was a kid standing in the village green, literally, and they're playing uh, taps for the dead soldiers. And, you know, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. And they're both deep, and they're both true. They're completely defensible. Yeah. You know, and they're uh, emblematic of the culture. And this is where integral comes in handy, because if if we can deeply feel both of those and just see how they arose in history and this Ho Chi Minh, what an th- interesting thread uh, to connect through here. This sort of unironic, this moment in time where the U.S. was seen as we're going to be the ones who help the you know colonial uh, uh, throw off the shackles, like we did. You know, at uh, least you know that's one story of the founding. Of the era. <laughs> but what a big history! I mean, how how rich! I mean, I think of the wonderful line from one of my favorite poems by Wislawa Samborska. and she said, "The tapestry of." circumstance is intricate and dense. Mm. And I just love that it's dense. And yet you can see uh, growth and maturation in the process as a whole, just like in, if you think of a child, a little individual child that yes, there's three years old and there's six years old and there's 12 years old and there's 20 and there's 40 and they're different. You can't understand that child without knowing where they are on that growth trajectory or that person. And yet still that person and the tapestry of their circumstance is intricate and dense. Uh, and yet we can see growth in the you know that is just built in. it's built into the cosmos. So that's happening in culture, too, yeah. Oh.
1: you know it, it it brings to mind another a uh, discussion I was having with, with, with a friend about whether we can ever really... You know, there's this term now, like family of origin and family of choice. But this idea that whatever we may think of or however we may re- react or how comfortable we may feel, it seems to me it's like very difficult or it's impossible to escape our family of origin. It's like, even if everybody is dead, like you're still... Related to it. And there's this phrase people say, like America, love it or leave it. And it, it just really seems like there's mm-hmm. what you, you're born here. Like what option do you have <laughs> to leave it? You can, you could leave it physically, right? You go, I lived as an expatriate for 15 years, mm-hmm. but, but you can't really like a family. You just, you can't like, no, there's just love it. Like there's just, there's just accept yeah. that this is where you're from.
0: Thank you yeah i like that. embrace your dignify your life and you know your karma you're you know you're here you're from this family you're in this nation you know you remind me and maybe we can splice it in but the the wonderful crescendo of the song anthem from the play chess uh and 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 he's he sings he's a grandmaster chess man and he's somehow he's i forget he's defected or whatever But he talked about how can i leave her where would i start my lands only borders lie around my heart let men's petty nations tear themselves apart my lands only borders lie around my heart we should play it we'll spice it in You know, we have choices. We can turn away and we can try to blind, you know, put on blinders and we can do whatever and we go to therapy and, you know, we, we, but accepting it and not only accepting it, embracing it is a better way to go. I mean, I don't know if it's a better way to go. They're all part of the, that's the, again, a good old integral therapy, prayer, whatever, uh, even, you know, rejection. It's all, it, it may be exactly what is needed in any given moment, but just let's see the bigger picture and embrace it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean all those strategies are the strategies, and we we need to feel safe, and so we may need some of those things to feel safe, like never mm-hmm. talking to these people again. That's cool, but the idea that you would ever be able to escape it, yeah, to really deeply escape it, is, right. is, if, yeah, 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 yeah i feel complete i feel celebratory i mean yeah, me to feel very happy a parade or throw any candy or anything but i i feel like
0: i've celebrated in my way yeah so what did you do for the fourth here we are we're talking on the sixth right yeah so uh what what what, what, what did you do anything fun or yeah did, okay. did you, or how does it actually arise for encore delight and his his wife and your little girl and your, yeah Kind of town, Americana town. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to share. I'm
1: so excited. Okay. So I did not, I don't normally take holidays. It's not part of my personal work culture. So I did not anticipate taking a holiday. Um, I have a, a coaching call that I run in the morning at 7.30. I did that for a couple hours. And then I had like a couple other calls, one of them canceled. And my wife was like, hey, some of our best friends, like the godmother of our daughter and we're the godparents of their daughter. We're like they want to have us over for breakfast it's like oh fantastic and we had waffles it's awesome Aww. and then we all went to this river spot that's like kind of a secret spot where you walk through a field across the street from our house we cross the road go through this 80 acre farm this really like buggy pollen meadow this like super overgrown and you come out of this river spot and we just spent like hours hanging out in the river and next to the river beautiful like cold water and it was just epic and i had a call a work call which for my like coaching sales call kind of thing is just deeply connecting about somebody's life for 45 minutes and then what? telling them for two minutes what i might be able to do so is that epic. that just always feels like a gift to do that call because i just love learning about people so i did that while i was walking through the river and like waiting and having it, was, it just felt like god this is so Is this really my life? (laughs) It's amazing. And then for the afternoon, we went to this ocean spot, this beach with some other friends, and spent like four hours at the beach and swam in the ocean and had this sort of like ridiculously
0: gourmet picnic. It just um it was amazing. Fantastic. I love I love that you did both the freshwater stream and the ocean. Aren't they wonderfully different and you know, and yet so deep, you know? Yeah. Water. Yeah. Right? Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then also being around with your phone talking to somebody and and uh, and and letting that be part of it, you know, in a good way. Um and uh and then the cut, God bless America for inventing the cell phone and you know, hooking us all up to the internet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not only just <laughs> America, but the military <laughs> industrial complex that yeah. like that put all that research money into
0: DARPA that made this possible. I know again, you know, sort it out. People, you know, connect (laughs) your dots. (laughs) Very wacky. But here we are. Well, wonderful. I'm glad to hear it. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jet.
1: Anything you'd like to share about your, your
0: holiday? Did you take Um, the holiday? Yeah. Pretty traditional. Uh, went to a picnic with friends. And it was a very rainy day. We've had a very rainy spring. So we managed to eat outside between showers, and that was nice. Uh, but then we had this hellacious rain with thunder and lightning, and of course, I love that. So, yeah. Uh, they canceled the drone show. We talk, Here's the evolution of the celebration of the 4th of July in Boulder, at least partly. This is in the, the, the third-person technology of it no more fireworks in Boulder from now on drone shows. So this was to be the first drone show. It's over the big stadium at CU and they had to cancel it because of the rain. So, uh, and what's what's a drone show. Oh, that's where they have, um, the drones. They're they've they've got lights on them and they launch a thousand or ten. I don't know how many drones and they're all remote controlled and they form these various patterns of fireworks, of the flag of George Washington's face, no. Way. of w- whatever. It's they're, I mean, just beautiful shapes and movement. It's real, They're really something. You can see them on YouTube. There's drone shows all over the place. And I think they're the next thing after fireworks because fireworks, you know, for Boulder, th- this year it wouldn't be a problem because we've had rain, but it's always a little bit of a fire factor. And we have enough fires already, so that, that it doesn't feel right. And it's also rockets and smoke and fire and carbon and whatever oh, uh, so aesthetically yeah. Yeah. the drones are far more elegant oh my god
1: yeah my neighbors you know, are rocking all these fireworks and the trash is like littering my lawn and i'm like am i uh, my house gonna jump in <laughs> i know geez everybody chill out, chill I out with the fireworks yeah
0: yeah and i grew up in you know kind of rural uh, traditional and earlier if you will culture where it was always a kid with a finger blowed off that it was just, you know, everybody knew the kid with his finger blowed off. (laughs) 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 Anyway, (sighs) what fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you take care and we'll see you next week. And this was fun. I like just springing it on me. Perfect. Thanks, folks, for listening. This is Jeff Salzman signing off. See you at the next Daily Evolver.